your one stop for exclusive interviews. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma quarterback commit Cooper Wilcox. Cooper, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Man, really, the culture that the coaches show as soon as you walk in the doors, they make you feel like your family. They make you feel like a, a healthy environment to come and play football. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior H-back Dante McGee. Dante, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. This is honestly a once-a-lifetime thing, you know. Usually you get your five years and you're done, but you know, you get an extra year of play. I was like, you know what, I, I want to come back. I want to spend another year with these guys. Game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smooth. You're listening to The Cho Show, only on the Suave Report. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Show Show Podcast presented by TheSwapReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. J.J. Smooth. We are back. We've got, should be a three-episode, two-episode, two-episode, yeah, two-episode week, and it should be two episodes next week as well. We've got two scheduled for uh, Friday and Saturday will be posted on Monday and Tuesday of next week. So um, another busy, busy week here on the channel. Uh, we are back because I have secured the services of another offensive lineman. I want to thank you all for the great support there on the Lane Grant, the one that's almost at 160 views. Might actually be passes depending on what time you're listening. Over on the Choso Podcast Network YouTube channel, again, that link uh, for those who want to check it out, is in the description. Also, want to thank you for the support on the Jonathan Mosley episode. That is also, I believe, at 60 plus views and counting. So, uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring on my guest now. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma offensive tackle Noah Dobson. Noah, thank you for taking time this afternoon to come on and talk to me. Uh, could you start by telling the viewers and listeners out there a little bit about yourself? Uh, so my name is Noah Dobson, of course, uh, graduated from Carl Labor High School. Um, I'm a four-time football state champ, one-time basketball state champ, and one-time track state champ. Uh, I play offensive line at the University of Central Oklahoma. Yeah, okay, so so you have you have six rings. Now, like, that, that, that I mean, like, what? I mean, you know, like, people can say they might have one. I mean, you got one for a whole finger and then another finger on the other hand. So, like, what does it it mean to say you're a six-time state champion? I'll say I think it means a lot. You know, it means a lot in a way because I just know, like, the fact that I was able to be a part of great teams and be able to contribute to them great teams. And win that just that just means the mo- that means the world to me. Not gonna lie. And and, and from a from a football standpoint, I mean four straight. I, mean, I talked to uh, your teammate Jonathan Mosley. He won three straight. You got four. So like, how, how were you all able to keep that keep that hunger after the first and the second and the third? Like, how are you able to keep that same hunger to keep on winning uh, state title after state title? I would say one thing that like um, we really like that kept it like kept us hungry was the fact like we never really got complacent. Like, of course, in high school you play the same teams, like kind of the same in college. But like, even when we would go out there against those teams that wasn't as good, we would still go out there and play against them like it was a state championship. So 
I feel like that's really what made that's really what made um, us who we were when it came to winning state titles. And 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 how how were you all able to kind of avoid that complacency that that could set in being that successful year in and year out? I would say, uh, really, just the summer, like the summer, like what our coaches would tell us, like. Cause like, yeah, you know, when you win that much, like in a row, like people already kind of, they try to put you in there automatically. Like you already a favorite, but our coaches let us know that just cause that we had a target on our back. Most of the time, like that everybody wants to beat you. Everybody's going to give you their best. And if you don't give them, if you don't give your best, then there's a chance you might lose. So really just the thought of losing is really what made, what did it. And so like, how, how then were you able to, you are able to manage that pressure because I imagine you have just the given pressure of being a multi-time state champ trying to repeat, but then you're adding pressure on top of that from yourselves to make sure that you repeat. So how did you all kind of manage that and and, and continue to uh, have success? Uh, I would say um, one thing that helped us manage winning, what I say, a uh, performance course, uh, Coach Jeff Diamond, he, we did that Every summer, like there was days we were doing some crazy running, like some crazy lifts, but like just building that camaraderie, like getting through that, like the fact that everybody on the team really like had a bond and that we were together really made it easier to win, you know. And 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 I asked both um Jonathan and Johnny Bazel the fourth about this now because they both said that the key to success was mainly just the hard work you all put in. Would would, would that would that be an accurate statement or was there more to it? I feel like I completely agree with that. Like just the, like there's a saying that goes around at Carl Albert um, and through performance course, that consistency is the mark of a champion. And I feel like us being consistently good weekend and week out in the regular season and then in the playoffs really made it really is the reason why, like we were able to do what we were to do. Now, and then look, uh, looking at you individually, I, I got to say, when I watched your film on signing day, uh, I, I did not expect to see a man of your size pulling and, and uh, laying guys out to that degree. So I got to ask, you are a big man. So, like, where does that athleticism come from that allows you to be able to pull and be just versatile overall as offensive linemen? Well, of course, I got to I gotta say God, of course, and my parents. but. I would really say um, basketball. I'm a big basketball. Uh, I love basketball almost as much as I love football. Like when I get on the basketball court, I play with the same level of competitiveness because I don't like losing. Expect even on like losing on the basketball court it gives me the same feeling I do when I lose on a football court. So being able to move on the court and stay in front of dudes that were a hundred, two hundred pounds smaller than me and Faster than me kind of really help with my feet and my lateral quickness just to be able to run and stuff. And and, and so now, because I, I wasn't aware that 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 you played basketball. So for those who might not have been aware, how would you describe your basketball game? I would say I'm a I'm more of a smart player because I don't got bounce. I'm not gonna jump 40 inches in the air and dunk on somebody. I'm not gonna go out to the three-point line and I'll dribble you and dribble around you. I'm one of those dudes, you give me the ball. I got the IQ. I'm going to pass the ball out of the post, out of a double. I'm on every once in a while, I'm going to get my buckets. I'm going to get some rebounds. I'm going to move my feet on defense. Really just kind of a, 
a smarter player because I know that there's things on the back that I'm limited because of my size on the court. Uh, now back on the on the football front. Now, what I noticed because like a, a lot of guys in high school, it seems if they're bigger, they kind of just rely on that. But like I was noticing, you were like pushing guys like 10, 15 yards down the field, and I'm just like, damn, this, like what, so. Where where does that come from? Because you could have easily have just stopped at a certain point. But like I noticed, you would you would keep going, or you would make sure you would get this pancake in. So like, where 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 does that kind of, I guess, ability to finish come from? Well, I like I don't know I don't know what the, this feeling like being able to put another like a grown man on the ground or in the ground. And then, like, just now, now I'm the dominant one, and I'm like laughing because, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna talk trash. I'm just gonna laugh at them when I do it. Like, I don't know why I love that feeling. Doesn't matter. Like, just like it gives, I get a rush. Like, and of course, I'm not a receiver, but when I do something like that, like, I don't get the ball, but when I do something like that, I feel like, like, ooh, like, snap! Somebody just, like, somebody saw that. I know somebody did. Like, I know my dad up there, my mom up there. They seeing this and like. Just being able to put on for my family and just show my like show my teammates what I can do and stuff, really. And, and so when you look 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 back on your time at Collaborate from a from a football standpoint, what what kind of sticks out to you the most? I would say one thing that sticks out to me the most is like I, like really just like the consistency. And I'll say um like the tradition that Carl Arbor has, like most teams, you know, they like to, they listen to music in the locker room. They blare the music and stuff. But like when we were in our locker room before the game, it was like no talking. It was quiet. Like you know, people gonna chirp every there every once in a while. But most people, everybody locked in. They got their own like flow going, and just really the fact that we were able to consistently do that, like just be focused and locked in on the games that we played all the time, was really one thing. Like I can look back and say that's helped me through my college journey, like just trying to stay consistent, trying not to mess up on the same thing every day, trying to out, trying to outwork the person next to me, trying to win, trying to like just wanting to win and stuff like, yeah. Uh, and so when, when you were making your college choice here, what, what was it about UCO that made you decide that's where you wanted to play your college football? I would say some of it has something to do with the area. Like I like Edmond by say I've, I never really used to go to Edmond, but when I did, I would always like it. And then um, the last year, I liked Coach Bobek. I say the last year's coach, I, re I really liked Coach Bobek. And I had a few friends that were going there, people I grew up with, like dudes I've known since I was in grade school. And like them kind of like letting me know, like, they're not going to do you wrong. Like, bro, like, just listen, like, and my family, that, that really helped picking UCO over all the other colleges that offer me. And uh, what I found really impressive about you, because now you're making not only making a jump from high school to college, but it's tough in the trenches because I know a lot of times it's bigger guys. MIAA is a big physical conference. You were able to come in there, make an impact and start as a freshman. So what do you think allowed you to be able to come in and make an early impact? I would say uh, one thing I tried, I prided myself on uh, as in my freshman season was like, versatility because coming in um the previous o-line coach had me as a guard 
And then, like, at a scrimmage one day, he said, okay, you playing tackle. Like, I hadn't worked on it, but I played tackle in high school. And just being able to go from playing, putting my hand in the ground to now being in a two-point, like, and then know, learning the plays and stuff and having teammates help me just uh, – but most of all, really the versatility. Like, I just being able to play more than one position. And now you 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 mentioned the, the, the move from tackle to guard and then back. So, like, what 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 would you say was the most difficult part about moving from guard to tackle and vice versa? Well, I've my sophomore year of high school, I played guard, so like it kind of wasn't too different. And I've always been able to put my hand in the ground, but I'll say like when I got there and I was playing guard, I kind of had to get used to some of the old like setting people differently because a lot of dudes in the trenches, like in the in, interior three, they're not as fast as those edge rushers, so. I can't really lose as much ground because they're stronger, so they can they'll lot they'll apply a lot more pressure towards the quarterback from the inside. And when they get the pressure, that that usually causes sex. But like really like playing like and then playing tackle, like tackle was tackle's fun. Like that's one thing I was like, it's fun being on an island, like being like it's you and him. Like most plays, I'm blocked, me and him going to get each other the whole game. So just I would say like that. It wasn't really very difficult to move from inside to out, back to outside. So, right, and and so you you preferred tackle over guard. Uh, yes, I do prefer tackle over guard. Like just just for the simple fact, like like you just out, like you out there, like like I kind of some like I kind of like that pressure, like the fact that I'm like I'm the blind side tackle, so. If anything goes like if I mess up, like the, everything can hit the fan. I kind of like that pressure, like just knowing that, like I'm not gonna allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and and so your your uh, your 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 first start, kind of kind of walk me through what your well, I guess first, like wh- wh- when did you when did you learn you was gonna be ma- making the start, and then what was your like a, a, emotion and and feeling like going in, in, into that game? So. Um, it was the week of Northwest Missouri. At the time, they were the number one team in the conference. Um, I actually didn't think I was even going to travel because I had slept through a weightlifting one morning that week. So I was like telling my dad, I'm like, man, I'm not going to travel. And then I get there and like we're walking through and like the day before the game, uh, Coach Green pulls me to the side and he's just like, like you're starting this game. Like I'm going to need you to step up and Coach Bobek talked to me and they just kind of let me know that, you know, like whatever you need, just if you got a question, ask, like, don't hesitate. Like everybody's going to be there for you. Just go out there and play football like you know how. And that game, like the score didn't turn out the way we wanted it to. But for my first start, like I wasn't too like I felt like I really I made a statement in a way. And, and like, so were you feeling extra pressure at that point? Because you were playing one of the better teams not in the conference, but in the whole country at that point and on the road. So like, were you feeling even more pressure or 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 were you kind of just like just focusing on and on the fact that, that this is my first start and I can't really blow this? That was I was focusing more on the fact like it was my first start. I can't I can't blow this opportunity because like they don't just let. Like they don't just let freshman alignment just come play. Like you gotta be like you gotta be able to play to do that. And I just knew that like that if I blew it, it'd probably be like my last time. Like there might not have been a second chance. So I was just kind of thinking of the fact it wasn't a second chance type thing. 
And and did you did you notice a difference from your from your your first start to your second start? Oh yes. Um, by the time by the time after the Northwest game and like like I just noticed like that I was like whoa like yeah I go against those dudes at practice like uh, Michael Slater Robert Fuentes I go against those dudes on a regular basis and like those dudes are good but like just knowing I can. I can play, like, I can actually play, like, in a game setting. Like, once I realized that, I was just like, oh, yeah. Like, it's raps. Now I can, now it was less me thinking about messing up and more me just playing the game I know how to play. And, and you you mentioned having to go up against those guys. I mean, that, that, that's a very good defensive line. You got to face every day in practice. So how did going up against those guys uh, help you, you know, not only learn, but, you know, knowing that you're facing one of the better players in the conference every day in practice. How did that help you grow as offensive lineman? I would say like them, uh, like just going against them every day, like just the way they are able to mix it up with their moves and like me talking to them about, like I'm talking to them about the moves they're doing to me. And I'm like, oh, like if I see this in the game, like, oh, that dude's not going to mess me up with this because I see this on a regular. The fact that they're able to, incorporate the speed and then switch it up to power, like all in the same play. Like that, that's one thing that made it like real easy to go against a lot of the dudes in our conference. Cause most of the people in our, like a lot of the dudes and DNs in our conference weren't as talented as those two. Uh, and the, the, the Ford Hayes game, in my opinion, that probably was about the, the best performance I saw out of the offensive line group against a good opponent for four quarters. So what was working for you all in that Fort Hayes game? Because that was a very big physical front. I'm I'm be honest, like I just feel like we had went out there and I don't I didn't know what our record was at the time, but I know that we kind of just went out there like we 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 need we wanted to win. Like everybody was on the same page from walkthroughs that morning till the time the first the first snap. Like everybody was on the same page. We all had the same goal at the end of the game. Like, there was no selfishness. Like, it was a straight, we're going to go out there and we're going to dominate them, and then they're not going to be able to do nothing about it. And and, and I, I, I asked your uh, center, Lane Grafton, this question, but, like, it seemed like at times you all were like a mixed bag as a unit because, you got, like, you watched the four days game, you watched, you know, uh, Northeastern State, you watched Lincoln, you watched parts of the Pitt State and the Central Missouri game. And you all are like a, a very cohesive dominant unit. Then there's other games I watched, like Walsburn, Kearney, um, some of the uh, Missouri Southern game. And it's like it's, it was a different line. So, like, what would you say was kind of the, I guess, the, the, the problem from a consistency standpoint for you all last year? I would say um, really just it was really experience. Like, last year, like, most of, like, some of the people that had played, some people that was their first year every playing, like for real, like, or they hadn't played in a while. So it was one of the things like they they just didn't have the flow for the game. Like they had been out the game for a little bit and trying to come back into it. Like that's tough. Like people who can not play for two years and then come back and play, like I give it up to them. Like that takes real skill. Like you got to have a different type of like skill set to come do that. And I feel like that was really just thing, really experienced. And and then like in in games like Pitt State and Central Missouri, where it seemed like it, the second half, especially in that Pitt State game, it was a whole different offensive unit. And that was because you all were better up front. Now, like in those cases, 
was that more of like you were able to go in the locker room, make halftime adjustments like from a scheme point that allowed you to have success? Or was it more of, of like, hey, we're dropping the ball here. We need to come out in the second half and show that we can really do this. I think it was more of a thing of like people like we just like we like we just like it was just a click. Like that's that's kind of what it was. Like we just all like when we all clicked on this, we were all on the same page from the beginning of the game or when we did get on the same page, you can see a definite change in the way the offense was ran. Uh, and and so looking back on your first season of, of college ball, like what, how how do you feel like you did overall? And at that point, when you kind of self accept, what did you feel like you needed to improve on most? Um, I would say I feel like I feel like I did. I feel like I had a pretty like average year, just because like the way like the way I, I feel like I got so much more left because like that was my first year out there. I didn't really have much experience, like, especially playing tackle, like playing tackle. You can't just like, you can't just go out like playing tackle, playing O-line in general or any position in the trenches. It takes a lot like like experience helps like a lot because, you know, you can work on pick up on angles better. Like you're just getting you're better with the angles because people are faster in college and high school. And really, I feel like one thing I needed to work on most was. Probably my, I would say my pass it. Like, I feel like my pass blocking was good. Like, I didn't give up. I don't know how many sacks I gave up, but I don't feel like I gave up too many sacks or pressures. But I feel like I want, like I want to get better at just eliminating people at the line. Like, not even giving him the chance to even get to the point where he can pressure or sack the quarterback. You feel me? And, and I noticed, like, at least for me, watch, it felt like, you you got you well you you were you were good in the run game, but it felt like you got even better in the run game, uh, especially when you were pulling. Like, did, did you did you feel like you were improving though, week by week as the season went on? Oh yes, I feel like from from week by week, like I feel like I improved drastically from the first time I started playing to my last time I played. Uh, and and what what would you say was probably the Toughest part of your freshman season? I would say really getting, honestly, I'll say fall camp. Like fall camp, that was like being, like people would always say like fall camp is not for like, like it's not easy. And I used to kind of be like, bro, like it's football. Like it can't be that hard. But like being up at the facility all day, like doing that, like I would say like that really made you like wonder, like, is this what I want to do? Like, is this what I want to do? Like I'm, I'm questioning. But then, like, like just having those teammates, like having Lane, having my teammate Robert Givens, another teammate Montreal Lee, like just having them there, like during fall camp, like it really made it easier just to make it through. But I really say the grind of fall camp was probably the hardest part of the season. Like, yeah, there was nothing, nothing compares to fall camp. <laughs> And you you mentioned Lane. Now Lane, when he came in, he he also played and started early as a freshman. So, wh- wh- were you were you able to lean on him? What what, did they, what 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 kind of advice was he able to give you to help you throughout the course of the season? Lane kind of he like Lane basically just told me like you know the plays, you know all the plays, you know what to do, you know when to do it. Now it's just based off of whether you're gonna go do it or not. Like we know you can do it. They know you can do it. Like the coach know you can do it. So 
go prove all of us right. And that's basically what he would tell me. Like he would just kind of be in my corner because he he felt how I was feeling like like being at like since he played as a freshman, like he he knew exactly how I was feeling. Uh, and so uh, Coach Bobek, he steps down. Coach Doral comes in. When, when Coach first spoke to you all, first met you all, what was your first in, in, in impressions of him? I knew, like, when I first when I first met Coach Doral, I think it was I don't I can't remember exactly, but when I when I first met, I was like, like he like I I can tell everything he was saying he was honest, like he was honest, like I could tell that he wasn't giving us, he wasn't selling us a story. I say because, you know, there's some coaches they do, they, they sell stories to people. But I can tell Coach Doral what he was saying. He meant what he was saying. He wasn't trying to sell us a dream, let us believe something, and then do something else when it, all, when it was all said and done. He was just a real honest guy. Uh, and then shortly after, well, I'm sorry, but like a few months after that, it, it was spring, and he's he's the offensive line coach. So mm-hmm. what what was spring like kind of – Getting to know him as your position coach, and 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 how was that? How was spring for you? I would say spring, spring for me. I feel like I learned. I feel like I learned more in spring this past spring than I did, like about just like passes, like um, angles on runs, like like just learning all that stuff. Like from Coach Doyle, like I feel like I learned more this past spring than I almost have my whole life. Like things that I wish I would have knew back when I was in high school type. And I feel like Coach Doral really helped, like, refine the skills that I already had and helped me develop ones that I hadn't already developed. Now, uh, when I talked to Lane, he, he he mentioned how he likes this new blocking scheme more. He he, he feels like it, it fits you all better. Would, would you would you agree with him on that? I feel like this I, – I agree completely. Like, I feel like the new blocking scheme actually makes it – it makes it easier for it. Shut. You can see the strengths in the players. Like it brings out the strengths in every O lineman. Cause like, like there's obviously there's gonna be some O lineman who not as good at certain things. But the way we block it makes it to where we're all moving as a unit and not one person doing good, another person doing all right, another person getting whooped. Like we all moving more as a unit now. And and similar to to secondary on defense, I I, I feel like a lot of followers, supporters, fans. My point to you all as kind of like the unit that kind of held the office back. Now, you know, looking forward into the season now, is there like a, a chip on you all's shoulder to kind of go out there and prove that you all are a good offensive line that shouldn't really be defined by, by last year's uh, up, up and down season? Oh, of course. I feel like um, I feel like there's there's some uh, some of my some of my teammates that, that were redshirt freshmen last year, I feel like there's some of them, like, they're about to come out, they're about to show everybody, like, that that I'm here now, and I feel like as an O-line, like, we're just going to go out there and we're just going to let people know, like, this isn't the same group. Like, I, I we're going to mash people. Like, that's honestly how I feel, like, based off how spring went, I feel like there's, there's nothing stopping us but us if we want to go out there and mash every opponent and rush for 250 yards a game. Uh, and and what what do you feel like you need to improve on most? I guess heading into fall 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 camp. Really, I feel like um, like as a team, I feel like we need to improve more. Um, really, just like building more of a bond. Like right now, we got a bond right now, 
Like it's it, our bond now is stronger than it was when I first got here. But I feel like when we get to the point where we're playing more for each other, I feel like when you plan for when you plan for the dude next to you, it makes you want to work harder because you know that he's depending on you at the end of the day. And personally, I feel like um, really just stepping up as a leader, like because some of the dudes that's going to be playing, they haven't played. And I'm like, I'm kind of like not a vet necessarily because I, I haven't been in the game that long, but I have experience. So me just helping like some of my teammates who don't have as much experience and just being more of a vocal leader. Now, you you just mentioned being a leader. I was going to bring that up. So I'm glad you did. Now, do, do you feel like that's going to be something that's necessarily easy for you, but do you feel like it, it's a role you can kind of grow in or is it going to be something that you're going to have to kind of like dig deep within yourself to be able to kind of do that? Uh, I feel like I think it's a role that I'm going to be pretty like, I think it's gonna be something that's gonna come naturally to me, just because I natu- I'm I'm naturally a person like I'm I'm gonna bond with my teammates. Like I like to bond with my teammates. I like laughing. It doesn't matter what position, what side of the ball. Like if you like if you my teammate, I'm gonna we gonna be we gonna be cool. You could talk to me about anything. Like outside of football, on the football field, it doesn't matter. Like I'm gonna just be there for you because I feel like that's what all great leaders are. They're there for their teammates. And then you also mentioned, you know, that you all you wanted to bond more as a unit. So, like, how 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 can you all go about doing that? I would say, um, like, we've been doing, like, team bonding type stuff, like, fun stuff with the, uh, our teammates. And, you know, like, we're out there on the field, like, talk bonding, like, laughing at practice. Like, I see a corner has a – I see a corner makes a play on the ball and – I'm I'm chasing after him and stuff. Like obviously I'm not gonna catch the corner. He's gonna outrun me, but I'm chasing after him, laughing, um, doing a little like having being competitive with the defense, like the offensive line being competitive with the defensive line and the offense being competitive with defense, like that competitive nature, like I feel like that's gonna help us bond. And uh as a as a as a as a as a tackle, like you could mention your blind side, now you know the 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 QBs and the running it, it's there's different styles because obviously Steph's a runner, um, Caleb and JD are more of your pocket passers. So like it does does that kind of change not necessarily like your approach maybe like how you I guess how you go about blocking when there is a guy like Steph who you know likes to extend plays likes to get out of the pocket compared to someone like JD or Caleb that's probably going to stand in there and 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 make a throw from the pocket. Um, honestly, I don't, I don't think it matters who's in them, like who's back there throwing the ball, like whether it's a, a player like Steph or a player like JD and Caleb, I feel like it shouldn't matter. It should be more of a thing of, I'm going to block it the way I know I need to block it. And I'm going to handle my man, whether Steph wants to roll out or Steph wants to set up or whether JD and Caleb want to roll out or they want to stay in the pocket. You see what I'm saying? But that, like, so because, like, there were times last year when with Steph and Steph said it himself, he'd run around a tad bit too much. Now, like, in times like that, how do you kind of keep staying on your man? Because I know, like, it, it's very tough because normally there's like a clock, and after a certain point, it gets kind of tough to keep holding your man. So, when that thing happens, when stuff kind of breaks down like that, how are you kind of able to still defend your your man? Um, I would say, honestly, it's one of them things like 
Like, I don't know what he's doing back there. So I, I just got to play as if he's setting up in the pocket every time. You see what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, let's say I do try to play it as if he's going to scramble, but, oh, he sets up in the pocket, boom, that could be – that could be like an he could get hurt, and that that could be that's gonna be on my that's gonna be on my conscience. The fact that me trying to think, oh well, he's a scrambler, so I'm gonna let him get by me, and then I'm gonna let him work, and he's gonna throw some nice pass like Patrick Mahomes or something. Like no, I need to just I feel like you really just gotta block it the same way every time, um, and just hey, if some if he rolls out, then hey, just try to find some work, trying to try to stay with him. But if you can't. And he takes off past the line of scrimmage. Hey, chase the ball. Uh, and I guess my 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 final football related question would 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 it be well. I could ask before that. So like now you mentioned just blocking. Now when that happens, is there like because there you know you can't pass a certain line when you're pass blocking. So how do you kind of keep note of that? I felt like kind of tough in the heat of the battle. Kind of keep note of where you are and where you can't cross. I think it's. I, I think I've just been doing it for so long. Like, I kind of, like, just kind of have, like, a natural feel for it. Like, been playing football since I was nine. So, kind of, it's more of a thing of, like, it's like an automatic, it's instinctive. It's it's built in me that, oh, snap, I can't go past this certain point because the ball is not past the line of scrimmage, stuff like that. Uh, and I guess my final football question for you would, would be, what are your goals for this upcoming season? Um, I want to this upcoming season. I want to show everyone in the MIAA that this is not the same UCL team from last year. I want to win a national championship. I want to be conference championship. Like I, I just want to want to win, and I, I want to win, and I want to do it. I want to do it in a way like that. Like there's like all the all the naysayers from last year. I just like, I just want to let them know, like, this is the, this why we're doing this because all y'all. Um. Well, but before I get you out of here, we we do this with all the new guests, kind of get to know you type questions. So, uh, your favorite sports team? My favorite sports team. What sport? Does it matter? No, it it, it, could, it could be any 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 sport. All right, I'm gonna say um, the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> that seems to be a popular answer within the guys now. Okay, so. <laughs> I've this question several times. Are the Lakers going to be better this season? Only God knows. That's all I can say. <laughs> okay. Uh, is it, now, do you feel like Russ unfairly got a lot of that blame last year for the struggles, or, or, or was it kind of deserved? I feel like it's, I feel like it was some of it, a lot of it was overboard. Honestly, like. Like people trying to come for his character and stuff based off of a basketball game, like like it's a basketball game, like and they try to say he wasn't efficient, like he was still more efficient than a lot of these other point guards that are out there. It's just his efficiency shows up a little differently because of the way he's more of a ball dominant guard, like a score first guard, but he can also pass type thing, you know. And there's been the rumor there about a possible Westbrook, Kyrie Irving trade. Now, as a Lakers fan, how would you feel? How do you feel about that? Would you would you want that that trade, or would you prefer that they just kept Westbrook and hope they can get it working with him, LeBron, and a healthy Anthony Davis? Honestly, I feel like I 
the Kyrie trade, like it, I feel like the Kyrie trade would benefit the Lakers only because if you think of like play style wise, LeBron and Russell Westbrook are, they kind of play the same role. They both want to score, but they're also going to facilitate. And I feel like bringing in a a score first guard, like a guard who's going to go ISO, ISO, might pass it, but you know he's probably going to end up making a shot. I feel like that would help the Lakers out a lot. And, and you feel like Darvin Ham is the right coach for this team? Oh, yeah. I feel, I, I feel like it's going to. You know, like we're gonna see. That's all I can say. We're gonna see. I say, yeah. if, he, if he's not, the record's gonna show. So okay, so so now like right now in his current state with the with the additions that they got of Lonnie Walker and uh Juan Scott Anderson, do you feel like this is a playoff team? Yes. I feel like if Anthony Davis stays healthy, LeBron, LeBron's gonna do what LeBron does because it's LeBron. Like, let's be realistic. Um, I feel like if LeBron does what he does, and if even if Russell Westbrook stays, he kind of takes like takes a little step back. Or even if he takes more of a more of a leadership role because LeBron's getting older, or they bring in Kyrie, I feel like this is definitely a playoff team. Like, if you really think about it, you got three superstars on one team. There's no reason why you shouldn't make the playoffs. Like, if yeah. we're being real, if you're healthy. Uh, yeah, I agree with that statement. Okay, okay. Um, let's see. Okay, your 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 favorite hobby outside of football? Um, besides playing basketball, I do like to um, I like to read some. I like to read. Read. Okay. What, what, what what's your uh, favorite genre? My favorite genre, I would probably say, I would say fiction. I like fiction books, like. I think I've read, I used to read a lot of fiction books. Like, I still do. Like, I'll be on my phone, see some, read, like, a whole article about something I know is not real. Like, but it's, I just like, I like stuff like that, so. Uh-huh. Do you have a favorite book? Uh, I do. I would say my favorite book ever is The Great Gatsby. Um, I read it in high school, my junior year, and. Ever since I read that book, and I also watched the movie to kind of so I can have an idea. I dive, that's all that's been my favorite book to this day. Like I don't think I've read that book three or four times. Like since then, like that book hands down is excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let's see your your favorite TV show. Uh, Phineas and Ferb. Okay. Okay. Uh okay, okay now your your favorite Phineas and Ferb character. Ooh. Harry the Platypus. <laughs> like, Perry is pretty nice. Perry is pretty nice. <laughs> like, nobody like Perry, like without Perry, like without Perry would the show wouldn't even be the same, honestly. Like He's just as important as every other, like Phineas and Ferb. Literally, like he's just as important as them. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. Now, do do are, are you a, are you a um, gamer at all? Uh, I play the I play the game every once in a while. Like, it's kind of it's hard for me to sit down and play the game as much as I used to. Because like ever since I got to college, I sleep like when I any chance I get where I don't have homework or football, I'm sleeping. So, but I do like to play the game. Now, are, are we we Xbox or PlayStation? 
I do have an Xbox, but oh, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. So I got an Xbox, but I play a lot of PlayStation. Like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I can switch it up. Like I grew up with a PlayStation, got an Xbox. Like I'm not gonna be one of those Xbox people who get the remote and go, well, "What, what's going on?" Like I, I pressed the wrong button. Like no, nah. it's it's all the same. It's it's the same. I know it's, I know what buttons I'm pressing. It's all gonna be the same. Well, okay. Well, now, which do you prefer though? That did I did, I did you prefer the Xbox or the PlayStation? Mm. I say, I say PlayStation, just because like a lot of the new features Sony has added, like the fact that your P five you can connect your Apple Music to it. Like, I like that. Like, I can't do that on my Xbox. I just gotta listen to my SoundCloud or my Spotify, which is fine, but. Like, imagine me having my Apple Music playlist. Like, I get right for real. I'm not losing ever. Type. And, and, and so, what's your what's your game of choice? My game of choice. Um, lately I've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat, but I say, of course, bad in 2K. Like, I'm all right. I'm an all right. I'm a I'm a boring Madden player. That's what I've been told. I'm I'm going to throw it right at you. And not care. I'm gonna run the ball. I see the A gaps open. I'm gonna run the ball in the A gap. I'm a very boring player. I'm a I'm a check down guys. And in 2K, I I can't dribble in 2K. I can't dribble or shoot. So I'm gonna hit you with one crossover, and it's gonna be drive, kick, and hopefully I hit an open shot. Hopefully, because most times I miss. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, okay, now in 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 Madden, who's your team of choice? Ooh, I've I've never actually had a favorite team, like in like favorite NFL team, but I would say one of my favorite teams to play with is probably the Cardinals. When they're healthy, the Cardinals, you can do some damage. I about to say you got Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons on defense, uh. Dude, what was that dude's name from uh, Tulsa? Oh, Zayvon uh, Collins? Yeah, Zayvon Collins. You got Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, Byron Murphy. Like, they got depth. That defense, they got some depth. And don't even get me started on when they had uh, James Conner had, like, a new burst of, like, energy when he went there. Chase Edmonds at running back, another dude. Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella, DeAndre Hopkins, like they just got a squad. Like you can really go crazy if you know how to use them properly. Like honestly, now when I talk to Jonathan Mosley, now he, he 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 says that he's pretty nice and mad. Now I gotta ask, have you played him head to head? And if so, is he as good as he came on here and claimed that he is? Mosley, I've never lost to Mosley. I've played Mosley maybe. Five times, and every time we play, it's always, bro, there's something wrong with my remote. Like, what's wrong with the game? <laughs> like, every time I played them online, I played them play now. Like, I but I've not never lost to Mosley. Like, well, this is this is interesting because because I, I believe he well, first he told me he had a secret playbook that 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 always works. Then I think he said he's like either number one or number two in terms of Madden players on the, on the, on the team. So uh, <laughs> kind of learning here that uh, his information wasn't too accurate. All right, let me tell you this. Everybody on the football team thinks they're good at Madden. 
I can there's look to me, I'm not even that good. I'll admit I'm not that good. Like I'm all right. But every if you ask every player on that team, for the most part, they're gonna say, Oh, I'm like the best. I'm top two. That's what they're gonna say. So kind of that statement is completely invalid. <laughs> completely. Like there's no fact, there's no fact to back up that opinion at all. Well, okay. Well, we heard it here. Yeah, all right. right. <laughs> no one just breaking news. Okay. All right. Uh, see now, now, okay. Now it's funny that you mentioned Xbox because so far, and the people I've talked to, the only two Xbox players that at least admitted there was Xbox players was Coach Curly, and Coach Curly told me that Coach Doral's an Xbox guy. So yes. I think you're the you're the third. Coach Doral is he does, he he tells us how he's playing Battlefield at. 12 o'clock in the morning, so yeah, he's a big Xbox guy. Now, you mentioned that you're both. Now, I'm I'm also both. I think I started with the PS2, went to the 360, and then I didn't go to the PS4. I went to the Xbox One, and then I also have a PS3. So when did that jump kind of happen for you from the PlayStation to the Xbox? So I grew up PlayStation 2. Uh, I've I've had multiple PlayStation 3s. Um, and then from PlayStation 3, I remember I had my friend, one of my best friends to this day, he had an Xbox 360. I, I want to play with him. Cause he so I got the Xbox 360, and then he got the Xbox One. So I'm about to get the Xbox One. So he got the Xbox One, I got the Xbox One, and that's really kind of where it went. But I've always kept my PlayStation roots. So that's why the, it's no difference. It's no difference. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Okay, your 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 favorite musical artist? Oh, oh, Meek Mill. Yeah. For sure, okay. Meek Mill. Okay, now your 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 favorite Meek Mill song? Mm. Either nineteen forty two flows, or of course, dreams versus nightmares. Dreams and nightmares. My fault. Dreams and nightmares. Okay. Like that's a classic. You can't go wrong with that song. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Um, your favorite food? My favorite food? Um, I'll probably say any pasta. It would be a, yeah, all pasta for the most part. I'll eat it. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. You have any pregame routines or 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 rituals that you normally do? Um. So. For every game, uh, I kind of like to. I have a. I, I can't. It's 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 like a chaotic because it's never the same, but it's always kind of the same. Like so, before every game, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a foam roller from the from the uh, the weight room. I'm gonna roll out my back, and then I'm gonna lay there with the foam roller under my head and fall asleep for about 10, 15 minutes before I get taped. I did that before every game this past season. Um, and I'll have my AirPods in, listening to some Meek, little Baby, little Dirk, whatever's on. Some you might even catch me listening to some old school, like I'm a it's gonna be, I'm gonna play whatever pops on and I'm just gonna vibe while I'm laying there. Okay, now you mentioned old school. Now when 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 you when you say old school, like who are we who are we talking about? I would say from Late 80s to early 2000s, I've, I've listened. I listened to it all. But I say my mom, every Sunday, if it was any day it was time to clean, 
I heard some SWV. I knew that was coming on. I knew it was time to clean up the house. I knew I needed to wake up. Like it was just a routine. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know. Peyton mentioned that he's an old school lover. Yeah. I think Lane also is an old school lover in some regards. So, like, do you all ever like chop it up about that? Oh, Pete. Uh, well, I don't. Actually, not really. But like, I'll say like, there's if if it's in the locker room, somebody hooks up to the Ox, plays some. Old school music, it's gonna the whole locker room, but for the most part, everybody's gonna be everybody's gonna sing the song, especially those two. Yeah, that, okay. Now you mentioned getting the ox. Now, is there pressure when you have the ox to make sure that you don't play something that might not really be held in high regard? Yes. If you if you feel like there's no pressure when you get the ox, it means you you must be a psychopath. Like you can't just play anything on ops. Like you, like there's some things you can get away with because, like, some people might vibe with. But the day it's not the day of the game, and somebody turns on, they it goes to the next song. We hearing "Baby" by Justin Bieber. Like that's not gonna fly. <laughs> like that will not fly at all. Oh, now, so so like does it does it so like does the time matter? So like if you have the ox on a game day, or like the ox maybe like I don't know like before practice or during a downtime. Like is there is there is there like a grace period where you can kind of play that and maybe get away with it, or is it just like you have to bring your A game every time you have the ox? So game days, no grace period at all. You definitely not playing that. But let's say it's after practice. So basically, you wait for everybody to kind of clear through the locker room after the offensive lift. You wait for everybody to clear through, and it's probably like six, seven people in there. And these are people who are music. Like they, because you got to think some people, they only like one type of music. But when those people who like different types of music, they can flow to anything. Then you say, all right, let me, let me turn on some, let me turn on some of that Justin Bieber or. Let me turn on some of that Brent Fayance or some or the Bryson Tiller. Like that's when you can do that. But any other time, like you probably gonna get some people singing, but for the most part, somebody probably gonna go up there and unplug your phone. <laughs> that happens. That I've seen it happen multiple times. Like who's on? They'll, they'll be like, who's playing this? Man, somebody changed this, bro. Hey, go get that phone off the ox. Like it's it can like you can kill somebody's mood if you play the wrong song. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's what they just straight up go and remove yeah. your phone from the ox? Yeah. Your phone, they unplug your phone and they just set it right next to the ox and they plug theirs in and you can come grab it when you're ready. Wow. You, okay. you, can't, you can't be seen grabbing it. You got to kind of slide up there in, in conspicu- inconspicuous. <laughs> you got to be sneaky like a ninja. <laughs> That's about to happen. I was like, because I feel like at that point, it happens to me. It's happened to me before, so I know from experience. I I had to slide up there. I'm like, oh dang! I'm like, man, I knew I shouldn't have played that. Like, that's a little too much. Like, no, nah, no. Nah. Oh, two things. Now, one, what was the song that got your ox pulled? And number two, I mean, you're a big guy, so how are you kind of able to sneak and slide up there to get your phone? Let's just like. Let's just say I give me a little rolly chair. I kind of roll by as I'm like, looks like I'm grabbing something else, like the TV remote. Yeah, but what song was it? I think I had turned on. I think I actually had turned on some. I think I actually did play Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah, I actually did. And that was. Oof. 
again, I they just unplugged my phone and set it up there. And I, I kind of zoomed by on the little rolly chairs. And I say it was real quick. Like to the point like some of my some like some of my teammates didn't even like they didn't even think it was my phone. If they would have pressed, they would have unlocked it, they probably would have saw my face, but hey, they they wasn't gonna get me. I just went, how did you think, though, that that was going to slide? I mean, I just felt like Justin Bieber wouldn't even let you would play in that scenario. You know what I mean? But it was, it was, it wasn't just any Justin Bieber song. It was Never Say Never. So it had Jaden Smith on there. And I, I, I ride to that song in my car right now. Like anyone who knows, if you get in my car, like you probably going to hear something. You're going to be like, what is he listening to? But I vibing. I'm really vibing to it. Like, I know most of the words to that song. Okay. Now, I, I mean, now I would have to ask this: that way, who? So who? Who is the best on the ox, and who is the worst? Ooh, um, I would say Steph and Slate most definite. They 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 get it right. But I say Steph, uh, Slate. They both incorporate that G Herbo. Um, and I say maybe the worst. I'm be honest. Just based, I said only reason I said the worst, not because his music sucks. It's just compared to everyone else who gets on odds. I say Jace Gardner. <laughs> but it's like his music taste is good though. He'll play some heat, but like he'll play like maybe like for me at least he'll play like maybe one or two songs. Like that's some heat, and then the rest is like oh like not a lot of us know this for real, for real. <laughs> no, it's funny you. Be- it's funny you mentioned Jason when he came on. You know, he had this in-depth discussion where he pointed out to the board behind him about how he listened to, 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 to this artist and this artist. Yeah. And, and then he came and at first tried to pretend like old little Wayne was better than new little Wayne. Then when I questioned him on it, he changed his tune to old little Wayne was then better than new little Wayne. So now I've asked this to everybody. Are you in the old Little Wayne camp or the new Little Wayne camp? Mm. Let me think. I got to think of every song, like even feature old Little Wayne. I'm in the old Little Wayne. Huh. Yeah. Say. <laughs> it's just funny. Did you mention Jason? <laughs> yeah. Oh, say, that's oh, great. <laughs> that, is, that is great. Uh, let's see. Okay, now in terms of gear, now are, are we one of these guys that's just simple? Just give me the helmet and the shoulder pads. Let me get out there. Or are we like a Jonathan Mosley, Trayvon Craig, where you got to be dressed? <laughs> you got to be dressed. I've been seeing Mosley go crazy on gear since I was a freshman in high school. So, <laughs> like, I know exactly how Mosley gets. But I'm more of a I'm more of a low-key, I'm a low-key lineman, you know, got to have the matching undershirt. If I got a shirt on under, like, I got to have the matching undershirt that goes with whatever, like, usually I try to match it with my shoes. So I'll have, like, shoes, one color, undershirt, the same color as the shoes, and then you got the jersey. Or I'll try to match it the way the jersey is, like, but I'm kind of simple. I might, this season, I'm thinking about trying some, some new stuff, like, not wearing lineman gloves, like, more of a no glove wrist tape. You never know some turf tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been seeing or the long sleeve. The long sleeve is a most definite. Like I'm gonna have to give me some of that match for sure. 
Now, I mean, you going no no gloves here. I mean, it, 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 this is like a rarity now for offensive linemen. You know, Mo got the gloves on here. You're going no gloves now. I mean, it's kind of a risk there. And you, you kind of, you know, you kind of mm-hmm. taking the chance with the, with, the, with the hands, though. If I do go no, if, let's just say, let's say this. The gloves, sometimes they do tend to get in my way because, like, like, I'm trying to do some stuff and my hands sweat. So... Um, I would say if I don't, if I do go gloves, they're not going to be O-line gloves. They're probably going to be like, if they're, and if they are some smaller gloves, they're going to be like some maybe slightly padded receiver gloves, you know. I can get away with that, I think, maybe, possibly. Yeah. And, and I was told by Peyton that uh, Johnny Bazel the fourth always has some fire gloves. Would that be an accurate assessment? You said running backs? No, I, I said that, that Johnny Bizell always has some crazy looking. Oh, yeah. JB, <laughs> last year, he had the Joker Jones. They was had the Joker. Yeah, that was tough. Like, JB's going to have some nice gloves, like, for sure. Now, I got to I gotta ask because you, you, you came right as the White Helmets got here. Now, before that, we had been lobbying for the White Helmets. They would not say we were getting the White Helmets. They wouldn't deny it. So I gotta ask, the the all whites are clean, but are you hoping that the blue helmets return so for the home games you all can go all blue? I do want to wear the blue helmet. When I say we wore that white helmet, I think every game you did, and it kind of got kind of got a little 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 played out. But I do. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that we get the blue helmets and get some. That'll be nice, like. Got the all blue, all blue helmet. You got the white socks, the blue pants, blue. Mm, I can already see it now. It's just, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> and, and and are you also hoping for a return of the yellow pants? Because Peyton brought to my attention that you you didn't wear the yellow pants last year. It was either blue or white, which I did not realize. Mm. So are, are, are you hoping for a return of the yellow pants as well? You see, I've never seen the yellow pants. That goes to show how old Peyton is. <laughs> He's an old man compared to me. But uh, I do. I want to see. I want to see what they're talking about before we just wear them. Let me let me get a glimpse. Let me see how the yellows match up, and then we can we can talk after that. But I I I didn't even know we had yellow pants. That like he's definitely a veteran. Wait, wait, oh, wait, wait, it's so like that. Wait, it's so like so even during like the recruiting process, like there was never a picture with somebody had on the yellow pants. No, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't see any yellow pants at all. Wow, we just, it just buried the yellow pants. They like, used to they, like yeah, they they kind of they just tossed them tossed them under the the bottom of the little drawer, you know. Oh, that's tough. They used to be like a like like a staple. I, I, I like literally every home opener it would be blue helmet. Gray jersey and yellow pants, and now we throw the yellow pants to the curb. Oh, that's yeah. tough. Uh, okay, let's see. I, I guess my my final question for you would be: uh, Do you have a message for those that might still be on the fence about coming to see you all play about what they could expect to see from you all if they came out and, and walked? Um. All I would have to say to that is you, you're going to be missing the show if you don't show up. Well, that's all okay. I ask you. Okay, well, that, that is... Okay, that's... Well, uh, 
Well, I appreciate you taking time to, to, to come on and, and, and talk to me. I, I had a really good time. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm wishing you the best of luck, uh, you know, rest of the off season into, into uh, fall camp. I'm really looking forward to seeing the offensive line. Just talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Lane, uh, uh, Coach uh, Curley, and Coach Lechtenberg, they, they, all, you all, they all seem to be positive vibes. They all seem to say you all had a, had a, had a good spring and, and 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 I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what you all do this year. And um, if you ever want to come on again, you know uh, I'll be more than happy to bring you back on. All right, thank you. Um, thank you for having me. But I say I appreciate being on this. I was actually just talking to my mama about this the other day, so it kind of <laughs> yeah, I kind of I appreciate that for real. Well, no problem. No, I, I appreciate you um, taking time to come on, and uh, glad you are. Uh, had a good time. That's, that's, that's always what we what we what we aim for. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so, uh, uh, yeah, like I said, so you know, if, if you ever want to come back on again, because we, we've had Dante on numerous times, we've had Steph on numerous times. So, uh, you know, I wasn't happy to you know come back on and chop it up with you. Sorry, man. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. No problem. Thank you, Noah. Thank you. So again, I want to thank Noah for, for, for taking time to come on. You know, that that that's a guy I feel like, you know, really, I mean, in, in, in terms of stalwart offensive line, I think he's next in line, right? Because you look, right, you had Lane played, started some as a true freshman, and, you know, now you've got Noah doing the uh, same there. The, diver- the versatility is there, which I like um, also. It's just it's just a testament that he's a left tackle, uh, which is again that is extremely rare. You get a guy that's like 340 pounds, especially in this conference with the big, physical, fast defensive lineman there to be able to kind of hold his own at the most important line line position. Are uh, really just a testament to the talent there that Noah has. So I'm really looking forward because both him and Lane have agreed that the new blocking scheme. Uh, fits them better and it is, I know it's a pro style offense which I think should just fit the offense in general better especially the running backs uh, Jace and, and, and Peyton in there so I'm really lo- looking forward to seeing what that group does I also found it funny how he kind of uh, he, he didn't call out Jonathan Mosley because if you listen to last episode Jonathan Mosley made it sound like he was among the S tier Madden players in the locker room and uh now, come to find out, he has not beaten uh, Noah yet. So, uh, but uh, you know, Mosley did share his gamer tag in his interview. So, uh, if you haven't checked that out, I would encourage you you to, you to do so. And uh, did, didn't know it was so brutal uh, being on the auxiliary cord in the locker room. There, I found that kind of uh, kind of funny. But uh, so, you know, again, uh, be on the lookout. We should have one for you tomorrow with another offensive lineman. So this, this is very good. Uh, but this time it is a transfer offensive lineman. So I think this is the first transfer we brought on. I had one scheduled with a tight end transfer, but uh, he got sick and we've not been able to uh, reschedule that. So really looking forward to, to that one there. And I'm looking forward. Like I said, we've got two more coming next week as well. There's one I'm I'm very excited about. It is someone I have talked in in high regards about numerous times. Someone I've had numerous times that I need to bring on here. And I was I was able. I did listen. I I we having to dig and find guys on social media whose Twitter and Instagram handles aren't their actual names can be tough. 
But uh, I did some digging. I found him. And I, I am uber excited to get him on there. But uh, so again, just be on the lookout tomorrow, which is Wednesday, for uh, the uh, next episode here. And uh, until that time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.